Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cashflow Club. In this video, I'm going to actually talk about financial ratios and this is not exciting to a lot of people, but it's important. And one thing I want to say up front is if math is not your strong suit or if you're not a big fan of ratios, make sure you have a conversation with your bookkeeper or accountant and ask them for help. And the reason I say that is there are a lot of financial ratios. We can get bogged down. Um, there's literally dozens, if not hundreds, of financial ratios. and the right one depends on your specific business and basically we want to follow um, peter drucker's message which is what gets measured gets managed so the whole point of the financial ratios you want to pick the ones that are most relevant to your business and to your industry so if you're stuck and you don't know where to start um, talk to your bookkeeper or accountant they should be able to help you or you can search for your business industry by name in whatever your search engine of choice is. And you can just say, what are the best financial ratios for a plumbing company or an electrical company or a manufacturer? Um, you'll get some good advice, but it won't be tailored advice. So if you wanna do a little bit of research on your own, that's where you can start, but always have the conversation with your bookkeeper or accountant. Um, so I'm going to thank the good folks over at FreshBooks, um, their blog. They have a seven best financial ratios for a small business. So I'm going to walk through these. And just to give you um, a little bit of understanding, a financial ratio, it's simply a tool to help you take your financial information and turn it into something that you can analyze. So basically, they're metrics or rules of thumb or 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 benchmarks. And basically, it's like golf, you're not competing against anyone else out there, you're competing against your own score. So you want to make sure you're improving. Now, in a future episode tomorrow, we're going to talk about key performance indicators. Um, financial ratios are just a subset of that. Basically, there's a lot of reasons why. But the main thing is you want to be able to manage your cash flow. And through that, you need to see if you're being efficient with your inputs, turning them into outputs, and if you're profitable. So cash flow is our primary concern. So we're going to talk about that. Um, the first ratio that the good folks at FreshBooks recommend is cash flow to debt. And basically what we're doing is we're taking our net income figure and we're adding back depreciation or amortization. 
Um, it'll be in your financial statements. Again, your bookkeeper accountant can help you with the actual calculations. Um, and then we're dividing that by our total debt. And that gives us a cash flow to debt ratio. So we want to make sure that that number is strong and improving. Um, we don't usually see liquidity problems until later or, you know, we miss some of the red flags. So a weak cash flow is a main reason for small business failure. Therefore, we want to make sure that cash flow is covering our debts. All right, net profit margin. I think this is a very important one. Every business should know this. It's your total revenue minus your total expenses divided by your total revenue. And that's a net profit margin. And basically, this is how much we have after we pay all of our bills, operating expenses, overhead, interest, taxes, etc. And this is a number that publicly traded companies use. It's also a number that you as a local business should use. And I've seen a lot of businesses that were struggling and the main reason for their struggle was their profit margin declined and they didn't know why. So this might be things like you've got higher shipping costs, you've got higher inbound shipping, higher outbound shipping, um, higher materials, higher labor. Um, if you don't know your profit margin, it's really hard to make business decisions. So I'd strongly encourage you that you figure this out and you understand this number. So a certain number is neither good nor bad. It's just, is that number good enough for your business? And basically think of this as a benchmark and your goal is to find ways to improve it. So again, as I said, one of the biggest sources I've seen of business failure is a profit margin that declines over time and nobody knows what to do about it. Now, the third one is the gross margin ratio. And um, I'll put the link in if you want to read this yourself. But a gross margin is sales minus cost of goods sold, which is your direct materials, divided by sales. So basically, if you sell products, this is your most important ratio. You want to sell products that have a strong ratio, a strong gross margin ratio. And basically, this is, you know, for every dollar we sell, how much do we have to pay um, towards our operating costs and things? So I recommend if you're looking at this, you should at least once in a while look at it by product. So you can sort of see which are your most successful products, which ones could do better. Um, or you might do it as an overall. But again, the more you aggregate and lump things together, the harder it is to make solid decisions. So we want a strong, high gross margin. And that means we have more money for other things. Now, we've talked about the quick ratio before. Um, this is one of my, my favorites. And I think every business should have it. Basically, what we're doing is looking at our cash, our marketable securities, and our net accounts receivable. Um, I'll explain net accounts receivable. We add those together and divide it by current liabilities. So the higher the number, the better. Generally, this is called an acid test because it helps us decide, can we pay our current liabilities as our business stands? So net accounts receivable, this is fundamental and important. Um, we need to look at all of our accounts receivable. We need to be looking at aged reports and things like that. 
And if we deem something to be not collectible, we take it out of this calculation. So we might have an allowance for doubtful accounts. We might write off to bad debt. Um, but if we're not likely to collect the cash, we need as the business owner to be very realistic and very practical. So basically, the higher the ratio, the better, generally speaking. If your ratio is less than one, you probably have some stress and some liquidity issues. So um, if you're looking at making decisions, if you're looking at putting money somewhere or reinvesting or something like that, if your quick ratio is less than one, you need to focus on building your revenue, bringing in more clients, better clients. Um, so we want to look at what's readily converted to cash and how do we get more cash in the business quickly. Number five is accounts receivable turnover. And basically this is just a measure of how efficient we are at turning over and getting paid. So it's total accounts receivable outstanding at a date divided by sales, total sales for that period times the number of days in the period. And basically this just gives you a quick idea of how quickly we're turning over and getting paid. So the longer it takes us to get paid, the worse our cash flow is going to be. So this is one of the ratios we want to um, find ways to reduce. And this is, I see this over and over and over in businesses. They have their turnover gets slower, slower, slower. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than being in a downturn in the economy. Your clients are paying you slower. Um, if you're not monitoring this, your client's cash flow problems can become your cash flow problems. So I recommend for all of my people that I work with, you need to be on top of your accounts receivable. You need to know who owes you money, when that money's coming in, what's going on in their business. Um, because accounts receivable, effectively, you're granting credit. And credit is a responsibility, not a right. They have, it's a requirement, they have to pay it you need to manage it because if you don't manage it, they're going to pay somebody else first who's being proactive. Now, again, inventory turnover ratio, this is only relevant if you have inventory in your business, um, but it tells you how many times we convert inventory to sales during a specific time period. Um, this is usually calculated by month, by quarter, by year. And basically, it's our cost of goods sold, right, from our, our profit and loss statement, divided by our average inventory. So that's just um, average inventory is usually opening inventory plus closing inventory divided by two. Gives us a simple average. And that's just we need to see if our inventory is turning over. And if this number is growing and getting slower, we need to figure out how do we turn our inventory over faster. Um, and this becomes relevant if you're using inventory as collateral for loans. Um, banks are going to look at this number, so you should know it. <clears throat> now, sales per employee is their final one. And basically, it's just annual revenue divided by number of employees. And it's a simple calculation, but basically, we want to see how expensive our business is to run. Are we generating good enough profits based on the employee count? 
And this is an efficiency thing. Maybe we can reduce employee count. Maybe we can increase revenue. Um, but basically, this is a number we want to see as high as possible our sales per employee. And basically, that means you're more efficient. You're using your people, your resources better. Um, you don't need a large team necessarily. And a lot of professional service firms use these numbers. A lot of sales organizations use these numbers. It's good for you to know, um, you know, should I add another employee? It depends on how they contribute to annual revenue. So these are just a few seven simple ratios. Um, again, I can't stress enough. Talk to your bookkeeper accountant, get their advice, get their feedback, because financial ratios can help you spot problems. They're sort of the 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 warning signs, the red flags before trouble happens. Um, and usually what I recommend is you look at these either weekly, monthly, at the minimum quarterly. Um, some businesses, you might look at this daily. It just depends on where your business is at. Um, I once worked in an industry where we looked at our reports and our ratios um, every 15 minutes. Now that's not practical for most businesses, but if you're if you're not doing it now, at least doing it once a month will be better than nothing. I'd strongly encourage you to find a way, build the habits, build the time in so that you can do this at least weekly. Um, quarterly is almost too late, but it's better than nothing. So that's my little rant about financial ratios. I hope that was helpful. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.